chosen to be with me again today as we're studying victory in the everyday problems we face. We're talking about victory over fear. And we're talking about peer pressure. Really is what we're talking about. The fear of others, the fear of people, the fear of not fitting in, the fear of not going along, the, the fear that makes us want to do things we don't want to do because we're afraid if we don't do them, we'll be criticized or condemned or laughed at. Jesus said we have to trust the Father and know that he loves us and know that he has all power and trust him because he cares about us. He even knows the number of hairs on our heads. But also we have to rightly relate to God the Holy Spirit and to his promptings. Jesus said the extreme result of rejecting his promptings is, bad, is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Everyone who will speak a word against the Son of Man, he said, it will be forgiven him. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven him. What is Jesus saying? Well, what he's saying is even if you say things against Jesus, but repent and confess and ask forgiveness and turn your life over to him, you can be forgiven. But the Holy Spirit is the one who presents Christ. If you ultimately reject the Father and ultimately reject the Son and ultimately reject the Holy Spirit, there's no one else to reject. You have ultimately made your decision and you have rejected God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God's word repeatedly says that if we shut our eyes to God and close our ears to him, we can come to a place where we do not feel his call upon our lives and where we reject what he has said to us. And I think it's important that we, do, that we not do that. I remember the, the story of Aaron Burr, who was at one time in the early days of America president, vice president of the United States, and Aaron Burr is the one who killed Alexander Hamilton, the secretary of state, in a duel and uh, because they had a big disagreement. And Aaron Burr was a tremendously talented, able guy. And when he was a young man, he, he was, in, was attending services at a church, and he got greatly convicted of his need to trust Christ. But he made a choice. And one night after the service, he walked out into the night and shook his fist toward the heavens, and he said, God, I've made my choice. If you will never bother me again, I'll never bother you. And he had felt such pullings and callings and Holy Spirit direction to trust Christ, but he didn't feel that anymore because he had rejected everything God offered, even God's Spirit working in him. And he went on to write one of the darkest chapters of American history. As I said, he killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel, and he later raised troops at New Orleans against his own country. So... I think what we need to recognize is God gives us so many opportunities to trust him and to respond to him and to let him have his way in our lives. And, and this, this sin that we're talking about, which is called uh, the sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, is when God's Spirit speaks to us and calls to us, this is not a sin that a believer can commit. This is only a sin that a non-believer can commit, and they can only commit it when everything has been exhausted in the possibility of their rejection of Christ. And if we want to overcome the fear of people, then we have to trust the Father, believe in Jesus, and let the Holy Spirit have his way in our lives. Jesus said, you don't have to be afraid. If they bring you into synagogues or before the rulers and authorities, you don't have to be anxious or worried because the Holy Spirit will show you what to say. The Holy Spirit is the one who comes alongside us to help us. He's the one who truly makes a difference in the day-by-day -day of our lives if we've trusted Christ. He will enable you to stand trial. He'll, he'll enable you to stand up when people, when peer pressure comes your way. He will enable you 
to refuse to panic or, or to be so anxious that you become distracted and defenseless. He will give you power. He will give you strength. He will give you what you need. And if you just depend on him, you see God's spirit is there and he's never going to not be there. You may not feel like he's there all the time, but he is there and he's there to make such a great difference in your life every single day. So keep that in mind as today you go about your activities. Now I want to move in a different direction and talk about another area where we need victory and that's victory over rejection. So many of us have experienced some form of rejection in our lives. And rejection's hard to take. It's, uh, it's something some of us experienced in childhood when some of you had parents who, who, who seemed and really didn't care much about you or maybe that abused you or other people in the family who did something to you. Or maybe uh, you, ha you grew up without, with only one parent and you felt somewhat rejected because your father or your mother weren't there it was like they had walked out because they didn't care. And, um, you know, many, many, many millions of American children only have one parent. And they also a lot of times feel responsible for that parent not being there, that maybe they did something wrong or it was their fault. And, of course, that's not true. As adults, we can experience rejection when our mate leaves us or when uh, someone else hurts us. Parents often feel this when their children reject them and, and their way of life and their home and their morals and their Christian faith, and that hurts as well. But what can we do when we, when we sense this terrible rejection in our lives? What's the answer to it? Or is there an answer? Yes, there is. And it's in, in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 18, 14, the Bible says, The spirit of a man can endure his sickness, but a broken spirit who can bear. It's really hard to deal with a broken spirit and a broken spirit comes when we feel rejection we can put up with bodily injury we can break our leg and recover but it's not the physical pains that hurts the worst it's the inner pains the spiritual pains and the mental pains the writer of proverbs lays it simply as a question as though the answer is obvious the emotionally wounded person cannot deal with feelings of rejection on the basis of his intellect alone that's where christ has to come in We've got to deal with it. I want to show you about rejection in the life of Jesus. It's prophesied in Isaiah 53. And to help us move from rejection excuse me, to acceptance, from self-pity to praise, from bitter feelings to feelings of love. First of all, if you have your Bible, and or where you can read, you probably don't because you may be on the road or somewhere else as you're listening. But in Isaiah 53... Verse 2, the Bible says, Jesus grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our righteousness. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We are all like sheep and have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The rejection of Jesus 
was absolutely complete. We're going to talk more about that next time. So I hope you'll be with me. God bless you. Have a great day. 